Hey, what's up, peoples? Uh, Happy New Year. It's 2022. Uh, the holidays are over. I hope everybody had a safe holiday. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, whatever holidays you uh, choose to celebrate. Um, so, you know, that's the main thing that I hope. I hope everybody has a great 2022. I want um, anyone listening to this just to have great days and understand the hard days will be uh, there. They're going to come. We're going to face them. Uh, but that's just it. We have to face them. We have to stand up tall, be strong, uh, admit our wrongs, and just uh, overcome. So uh, that's my that's my uh, thoughts into going into 2022. Uh, it was a long break. Uh, I was off about three weeks. Uh, so uh, I got to relax some, uh, some family vacay. Uh, so, you know, everything was good to go. I'm very happy. Glad to be back. This is actually the first time I've actually opened my computer <laughs> since uh, the holiday break. Uh, so that is fantastic for me. So, jeez, uh, 2022. Uh, you know, there's a running theme, a uh, the running joke that 2022 is basically just 2020 part two. And I think it's kind of going to lead into that to a certain extent uh because we still got the COVID situation uh we still have the you know um just ignorance between both parties and everybody in between and uh, there's really no real uh for lack of better words coming together uh for the country right now so with that, that's one reason. Another reason why I said it's just one of those things, you know, we're going to have to just look into our part that, the part that we play and really just go from there because honestly, there is nothing else that we could possibly do uh, in this country um, that's going to make any difference because it is just one heck of a playground spat uh, across all different genres of what's going on whether it be healthcare, whether it be um how you feel about racism which is the dumbest thing uh that's happening um it's just everything the democrats are fighting with democrats republicans are fighting republicans and the left is fighting the right and nobody has any unity and that's the piss poor part about it all uh blacks are um you know still doing the you're not black enough thing uh, even whites are starting to feel like you're not white enough <laughs> because America really is at a turning point that has the old style America which is you know true grit bootstrap um, you know you make it you make your own ways versus this new handout America and um, the covers have been ripped off uh, from the black and the white and the rich and the poor the cover's been ripped off and everybody's starting to see uh, that it pretty much is up to you to do the things you need to do but no one's everybody's not fully accepting it at all because we still have two Americas because the handout America is still very strong they still have a very strong union uh, they still have a very strong powerful leadership group and so uh, the handout America is really over overtaking the the traditional America, and um, that's just where we're at. And so, it depends on if the traditional America is going to decide to rise up and really be what it is to you know be an American, uh, or are they going to just bow down because they're they're tired of being victimized and vilified? So that's how I feel about 22, uh, 2022, and I think that's just one of those things that's going to uh, really come to a head at some point this year, maybe around, probably about September, right before the elections, um, we'll get to see kind of where we're at at that time, and if the handout crew is going to win, or if the traditional Americans are going to, you know, not give up. But that's the opening for this week's um, podcast. I'm going to talk about a few different things today. Uh, so stay tuned.
right so uh first topic of the day i'm going to talk about since it is january the 8th and okay so i was in a a conundrum because i was definitely going to talk about how i feel about the january 6th situation uh but then the ahmaud arbery sentencing came through and um that really made me very happy but i think i'm gonna gonna address that secondary so i'm gonna address that in my next segment um first thing i definitely want to talk about though is this january 6th situation um where you're in you know uh that happened last year and unfortunately americans are still allowing themselves to be crazed and made crazy by the government looking to just forward these messages of separation honestly is really what it is and one thing that I hear uh, everybody talking about when it comes to January 6th writers and everything they were doing which don't get me wrong uh, I think it was very 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 ignorant okay uh, I, I don't understand you know what the purpose of them um, marching on let me take that back I do understand why they marched on the Capitol and I'm gonna tell you why I understand it because I'm black that's why I understand why those white people felt the need to go march on the Capitol and make their grievances felt and they felt like they had power to do so and they did not understand or even uh, want to recognize or admit that they were committing crimes because to them they were not committing crimes because to them they were doing what America has been championed for they were literally practicing literally practicing democracy and um, (laughs) it amazes me to see that um, everybody saying that that the the democracy is somehow at risk we're at risk of losing democracy in America because of what these idiots did on January 6th I don't know if they even remember any type of social studies classes uh, or anything from you know their high school years but if you have a problem in America about you know something that happens in America then you are a hundred percent supposed to battle against that using yourself we're taught to use uh your words you're taught to petition we're taught to protest that's how america was began that's how you know that's what people do people don't sit back well not people do you can't sit back and just wait for something to happen in america that you can't do but if you really really want change you have to take it upon yourself to go make change that's how we have this experiment as um president biden wants to keep calling it that's how the founders created the experiment that is america you know that that just is what it is and um for him to keep on saying that they something as brash as they held a dagger at the throat of democracy that's a bunch of crap that's a bunch of crap what we have really is january 6th was the first time in modern history meaning modern mean we have television we have radio we have color television we can see it all that white people actually turned against the government that they has staunchly been in support of and it's not because of the government saying you know uh, it's not because of civil rights it's not because of 
you know, anything that's non-American, uh, as far as their American values go, <laughs> which racism is a big part of their American value system. But in this case, it was the fact that they felt wrong. They felt that, you know, this American democracy, the democratic American system that we've been following for all these centuries and decades, whatever, um, was wrong. And they felt that it got cheated. Now, Biden won the presidency. And he's the president. It is what it is. That does not mean that everybody has to accept that. (laughs) In America, land of the free, home of the brave. Everybody does not have to accept Biden as their president. They don't. Even if they do or don't, that doesn't change the reality that he is the president. You see? And I think what people are forgetting is the fact that we do have freedom in America. And part of what quote-unquote freedom in America is, is you get to believe what you want to believe. You get to believe in aliens. You get to believe in um, all kind of conspiracy theories. You get to believe in um, some guys believe some some people believe in, in uh, having relations with sheep. <laughs> you know, some people get to believe that their dogs more important than humans. Uh, these are all ideas that are fostered throughout America. Some people still believe that blacks are secondary to whites, and that's black people and white people. Some believe that mess. Some people believe that uh, Hispanics are not. Uh, anything more than um, regular workers, which is 100% false. Some people believe that, you know, whatever they want to believe, all these lies and just crazy innuendo and and crazy ideas about people that some Americans believe is ignorant, yes, but in the land of America, they are allowed to believe it. America's job is to make sure that America doesn't support any of the bogus ideas, as in they do not, the government does not breed life into any of these ideas, you see, and that's where the government's been wrong at for so long, because the government uses all these ignorant ideas to a certain extent for their own personal gain and that's what the government doesn't want to admit and that's what politicians do in so many situations that's how you have such a rabid uh trump supporter type of base that's that's how it happens because the government has allowed over decades and decades and decades and i say government i mean politicians individual politicians depending on where they're from catering to their base Instead of them trying to stay an even keel, they go far right, they go far left, and either way it goes, their main goal is to get into Washington, D.C. politics and get in the office and control things. And so that's why we have this that's going on. And, you know, we could go into that rabbit hole all day long. You can blame it all on Trump. You can blame it all on Biden. But I'm going to tell you what. Anyone who's listening to this knows that what I'm saying is true. What I'm about to say is true. And what people don't understand, and I think that people fail to see is, this whole, you're not my president, he's not my president, blah, 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 thing didn't start with these Republicans. That started with the Hillary Clinton crew. And Hillary's whole, their campaign and the whole camp uh, their whole goal was to illegitimize Trump's presidency, blame it on Russia, blame it on the, the redneck, broke uh, white guys, blame it on the uneducated, blame it on everybody, the racist, oh God, especially the racist. It was it was made to do, it, they, they used their campaign to, to espouse so much hate for Trump, a white man, 
so it takes race out of it because um, it's, it's too 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 far too often people you know want to blame race for everything but hillary clinton hillary hillary clinton versus donald trump had nothing to do with race um it was just a simple fact that they were trying to break through a glass ceiling but the rock they were using hillary clinton to break that glass ceiling was not strong enough because that rock had too many it was too porous it was like trying to throw a lava rock like you need you need a real rock lava rock heats up but it's not going to give you the force alone that you need to break through break through a wall so you know she just couldn't do it and so since she couldn't do it instead of her just losing gracefully she decided she was going to be dirty from the whole from the beginning <laughs> she decided her, her camp they they went dirty early <laughs> but they also went dirty with Obama too and it traces back to that too she started the whole uh, birth certificate situation with Obama nobody wants to talk about that they give Trump all the credit for the birth certificate but her camp put the birth certificate situation in action just proven but uh, no one wants to, you know, pay attention to that because we, we want to love Hillary Clinton because we love Bill Clinton. And um, the media is very left-leaning. And so that's just where that goes. They don't tell the truth. And so that is where our problem really begins at. The reason why we have, I think, the issue with the Trump supporters and all the stuff that they're trying to do and, you know, the reason why they're... Is because the last 20 years, everything has been leaning towards an America that does not tell the truth about what's going on. And the truth is very subjective, right? I know 100%. Uh, but you have to have both sides, and then you can kind of find your way through the middle. Now, unfortunately, uh, as, as cable vision, as cable TV and everything has overtaken, you know, America, there's not been any type of real middle ground there. It's either far left, far right, period. And it alone has divided the country. Um, and as people have gotten into power, um, they've used their power to bend people back to where they want to go because they're not willing to lose. And I think that Hillary Clinton alone brought so much animosity, anger, vitriol to politics. And her and her camp are the real source of why we got the January 6th idiots uh, trying to <laughs> overtake <laughs> overtake the capital, and uh, it, it's really because it, it started with her. People don't realize that Trump, Hillary, Obama, uh, the Bloomberg's, um, you name it, and I and I said the Hillary, the Clintons. Uh, Epstein all these people are friends all of these people were friends people okay think about that let's go back let's let's go back before Obama was president okay let's go back before Trump wanted to become president Trump was a Democrat And this is all recorded history. This is not nothing. No, I'm not making this up. He was Republican for a little while before, but he, but majority of his life he's been a Democrat. All right. Him and the Clintons are buddies. Okay. That's why they know each other so well. That's why they know so much about each other. Blase, blase. I do not think that in their regal circles that they thought Trump could beat them and he did it 
I don't think Trump thought he could either, honestly. And I think that the animosity from the Clintons and the Democratic Party and everybody else that they have for Trump is personal. More so than ever will be even political. It's personal. He's the one guy who, out of the group of people, you know, you got the group, the friends group, who uh, shouldn't be, you know, whether he's the fat guy, um, he's he's only part of your friends group for a certain reason or so. But he's not he's not the one who's supposed to, you know, be the front and center. He's supposed to always sit in the back. And I think that's what they want Trump to do. Uh, Trump is not a backseat sitter uh, for very long. He's seen an opportunity. He said, you know what? I'm going to run for it. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to use a little bit that I know. I'm, a, I'm going to manipulate uh, people because that's what I'm good at. And I'm going to give this a shot. Why not? I mean, you guys can do it. Why can I? I got the money to do it. I have the name to do it more so than anything. I have the name recognition. He, being in a businessman, being in real estate, being raised around business from the point of view he was, as in someone with means, as in money, education, etc. His whole life, he's already he already sees suckers coming. So he knows how to deal with suckers because those are just customers to him. It's all a game. And so uh, he knew he could, you know, win over a certain amount of Americans. He didn't quite know exactly how he could do it. He decided, okay, I'll lean towards the worst uh, in American society. And that's what we'll go for. We'll go for the most hurt. We'll go for the most beaten and, and bruised. And he <laughs> he said this himself. Um, basically, he, he likes to explain uh, if he ever was going to run for office, he would go as a Republican. Because, you know, they they understand voting against their own best uh, uh, their own best wishes to a certain extent. Because they were more so about they don't mind living in a dirt hut, this and other, as long as it's America and it keeps their American values. Which is nine times out of ten, it's a bunch of that old, you know everybody's below me type of stuff and I'd rather be a poor white man than be uh, a black man any day that type of stuff you know and you know hey it worked for him but the Clintons and the elite on the left and the elite in the world they couldn't take it because again he's the guy who should not He's we they invite him to the party yes but they didn't actually expect him to be on stage or win prom king. And he, once he won prom king, they were mad. The attacks against Trump were personal more than ever be political. It, they just were. And if you were willing to engage in that, you had a seat at the table with those political geniuses, those those political kings and queens. You had a seat at the table if you were willing to attack Trump for it because he hurt their feelings. He, he betrayed them and he beat them at their own game and they were so mad at him. That's why he was never prepared to be president. He never had uh, he never had a crew of people that could do anything. He didn't even, he, he said stuff he didn't expect to win. <laughs> but as usual what happens is that guy that's part of the crew who's not supposed to be the winner ends up being the winner and he has a rabbit following behind him because he's completely different than the rest of the crew. He's completely different from the cheerleaders and the star football players. He actually has a human side because he's not been his his the people he's the people's champ. That's what Trump is. He's the people's champ. So uh, all the all the the hate and animosity and, and virtual that they built up against the people's champ carried over to the people's to the people who championed Trump. And that's why we have what we have now. And that's just where we're at. It's not anti, it's not anti 
democratic it's, it's pro it's pro-american to protest something that you don't believe in that's pro-american <laughs> i don't agree with you know uh kill nobody for it but honestly um they really didn't kill anyone i mean people die from heart attacks yes um the one chick that got shot she was uh trump supporter so you know that's she she did to herself um <laughs> I, they want to say more and more people died later but uh, majority of it was you know other issues that had nothing I mean it was not like nobody got shot stabbed anything to that effect let's put that away uh, the people who died they didn't die from you know being shot and stabbed by someone there at the protest um, and I think really what needs to happen is um, all these people, 700 plus people need to be charged with felonies. I see some that got misdemeanors, but it should have all been felonies, period. And go on. You know, they 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 really I'm not trying to take up for them because I think they were stupid. Don't get me wrong. But if we lose the right to uh, protest in America, then America ceases to be America. And on top of that, if they can choose and pick what you can protest against, America stops being America. See, that's the caveat there. And I'm going to bring it back to this racism. And I, I hate to say that because I'm one type of people who believe that you can't blame racism for everything. But let me show you how racist America is. When the Black Lives Matter crew and all the other crews joined them to march on Washington uh, in June or July of 2020, which it was, I, I don't, I'm not back Black Lives Matter follower, so I don't really know all their schedule. But um, what I do know is this: the Capitol Police was there. The National Guard was there. DC Metro uh, Police was there in full force, uh, making sure that nothing went off the rails. And if it did, those people were scooped up real quick and that was, it was taken care of. Um, they understood what was they the the people in charge understood who was coming, and they made sure that there was not going to be an insurrection. They made sure there was not going to be any type of battle from the protesters. Okay. Flip that. You have months. They have months to understand who was coming on January 6th. White men have been killing... White men over the last eight years in America have been the only terrorists that America's had. They've been shooting and killing everybody. We have a master breakout shooting. Guess who did it? White guy. <laughs> it ain't been, a, ain't been nobody coming from overseas. We have... Uh, you want to talk about bombing? Guess who did that? Timothy Vey. <laughs> you know? And you know, that was 20 years ago. But I'm just saying, like... The, the white American male is the American terrorist for the most part. So they understood what was coming to march on the Capitol. They understood, they know who the Trump fans are. They understand these are these private militia guys. These guys who have 10 million guns and 40 pounds of ammunition and just two trigger fingers though <laughs> you know what I'm saying like they understand these are guys who, who buy 40 acres of land to dig out 40 feet below them and, and stack up bunkers because the time of bomb is going to happen one day they want to be ready you know they buy up all the flashlights in the, in the C-size batteries you know so nobody else can have any flashlights and C-size batteries they understand these, these are you know that's what was marching on the Capitol on January 6th. You know, they marched you too. They see the guys, 
you know, bound up all the beef jerky. They know what's going on. So, um, it, it, it's just one of those things, like, they refused to even protect the Capitol on January 6th because the people coming are just like them. They're their cousins, they're their uncles, their brothers. That's who was coming, their sons, their daughters, their nieces, their aunts. That's who was coming. And as irresponsible as those actions were, that's what ended up happening. And so honestly, yes, do I think the Capitals January 6th rioters are felons? I do. Especially if they went to the building illegally. Now I'm not sure if the building was open or not. I mean if it was open then uh, there's that, you know. If if it was open you know, for people to come in at some point. I don't know how you, you know, really say that they can't enter a building that's an open building for them to come into. That's one thing. And the police did kind of just welcome them in. You also gotta discuss that too. So I think there's more to the story than just uh, these January 6th people, these Trump supporters came and ah, they overran the Capitol. Uh, nah, it's way more in detail than that. And I think that if America, the constituents, the constituents, the constituents, um, the voters ever really, and this is right and left, ever really looked at the people leading the, leading the country and saying, man, you 79, you 80, you 65, you you 90. <laughs> you've been you've been serving the country for 40 years. You got to go. <laughs> you know, if we ever really got some real heart and soul about ourselves and understood where these people are taking money from and why you're not getting the things in your communities that you need and they've been off for 50, 60, 70 years, you got to vote them out. You got all the power to just vote them out. And, and I think that's really what democracy is. So no, I do not think that we have an attack on democracy in America. No, I do not think that the uh, January 6th people were anti-American. I think they're as American as apple pie possibly be. They are the white America that America has created. They are the white Americans that went to American school for the last, uh, especially uh, if they were born um, anywhere from 1930s uh, until probably 1990, they went to school anytime, uh, any any public school in America during that period, then yes, they were exercising their American rights. And that's really what democracy has been taught to them, especially being white. Uh, that's what America is. They were exercising their American democratic values that they were raised and taught is their rights and are their rights to do and um, they should be charged for the felonies they committed um, but if they didn't really commit no crime then you can't charge them for anything honestly but you know it is what it is um, but people have got to stop listening to stuff like uh, there's a dagger at the neck of democracy no, it's not. That was a protest. And that's what a protest does. That's what America is about. So you can't pick and choose the rioters and the protesters that you want to prosecute and the ones you don't. You can't pick and choose the choices that people can protest about and the choices people can't. You can't pick and choose those in America. If we're going to have a really true free America, the government has to really be American and not participate in political games and political choice. And so that's all I got to say about January 6th. Um, next up, I'm just going to talk about the Maude Arbery uh, situation and the sentencing of the three uh, criminals and getting their just uh, deserves. Um, that's it.
All right, so to talk about Ahmad Aubrey. Um, I know I sound way too excited, uh, considering that young black man lost his life and uh, very unfairly, and it's just horrible. So I'm not excited that he's dead, obviously. What I am excited about is the fact that his killers got sentenced to life in prison two without the possibility of parole and the third he has to serve at least 30 and he's 35 now so that's gonna be like 65 plus they still got federal charges so hopefully he'll never get out either and um my excitement for this uh is twofold uh one because well they deserved it uh so i mean there's that uh they they committed murder and they're actually going to be uh, they were actually sentenced for the murders that they committed which were just driven out of hate so yeah there's that uh, so yes I think that's something to be excited about um, and I'm also excited because of the way it went down and and this is my thing um, and I it, and I hate to say this but it's not gonna maybe for some it's gonna sound callous uh, for others it's gonna sound they'll get it uh, they'll understand exactly what I'm saying when I say this uh, but uh, the judge, uh, his name is Timothy Walmsley. He did a great job of really seeing what happened and letting it play out in court correctly to me. I think he was uh, a great judge throughout the whole thing. Um, the foolishness that the uh, defense attorneys tried to pull, and, and he handled that with with respect and grace. He didn't. He wasn't a like I'm gonna make sure I do justice for Ahmaud Arbery. He wasn't a I don't think these white guys did it for the uh, the defense. He was I think the middle road, middle of the road as he possibly could be in these type of situations. Uh, I think he did a great job of doing his job. Now, I don't know what. Uh, I've never been a judge of anything, so the non-bias uh, that you have to carry uh, as a judge, I have no experience in. Uh, but uh, I think he did a main—he did a, a fantastic job maintaining uh, his non-bias uh, in this situation and just doing his job. Period. Um, but the part he does get to do, uh, that he does get to weigh in on and really be part of, you know, the process is the sentencing. Uh, and I think that he let his he let his his feelings be felt um, when he explained what we saw, what we saw with our own eyes when he said the Maude Aubrey was hunted down and shot. He was killed because individuals here in the courtroom took the law into their own hands. Last part, I'm going to read again. He was killed because individuals here in the courtroom took the law into their own hands. Exactly. That's exactly what they did. They felt like they were going to be the judge, jury, and executioner. That's what they were to Ahmad Aubrey. And uh, that answer, that statement before he sentenced to them was the most, I don't know how to say, judgiest uh, or judge approved statement that you possibly could make being the officer of the law in the court that he is because he ain't going to the race situation he ain't going to any the, the stuff that really you know that we all look at and it's like we know what happened but straight legal talk they took the law into their own hands that's exactly what they did and that is why Amon Arbor is dead. And um, he made the, he also, you know, did the moment of silence 
just so you could get you know uh, a sliver of the time um, that had to feel like 10 years to Mount Arbery for those five minutes is running for his life because um, you know when something when you're in something it's always seems longer than it actually is actually experiencing something is always you know a uh, feeling of you know it seems like it takes forever when you're experiencing something but the reality is it may only took 30 seconds um, and so you know I just want to say kudos to uh, Judge Wamsley for doing the job that he did. Judge Timothy Wamsley, uh, Wamsley, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, for doing the job that he did because uh, I think he did the best job I've seen of being judge uh, in these type of situations. And I want to give kudos to Ahmaud Arbery's family uh, for not giving these other uh, McMichaels uh, a door out for not um, give him the same old typical we'll pray for their souls and uh, we forgive them and all that bullshit um, that you know a lot of black people who've been uh, the survivors of these massacres you know they come up with um, the whole church shooting in South Carolina um, where the people are forgiving, you know, we understand and all this crap, uh, that this compassion, <laughs> please, that guy's a killer, period. I believe that was Dylan Roof. That guy's a killer. Let me make sure it's his name. That guy is a killer. He doesn't deserve any, um, uh, type of uh, normalcy, any type of forgiveness, any type of uh, anything from any, he doesn't deserve any compassion from victims. If you are a member, if you are a member of South Carolina's community, you're a victim of Dylan Roofs. You understand that? If you're a black person in America, you are a victim of Dylan Roofs. He does not deserve any compassion from any person, period. And I'm so glad that Ahmaud Arbery did not come out with that crap about, um, you know, we're all humans and God is the ultimate. No, 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 buddy. With no leniency. We want these guys to face the full extent of punishment allowable by Georgia law. That is poetry right there. Because that's what they deserved. And that's what all these kids deserve. Every single time somebody sits back and says, well, you know, uh, they're just human. And God, God will rain upon terror, blah, blah, blah. Until I see a far ball come from the sky and rain down and hit a racist killer like George Zimmerman in the head and, and burn him up on sight, I, I ain't never going to believe any of that uh, uh, God will punish you mess. All right? To, until I see a, a Zeus lightning bolt fly out of the sky and, uh, and, and, and pick a racist out of the crowd and just zap them on down because they didn't kill somebody. I ain't talking about just a regular racist somebody who actually killed somebody and got off until that happens no nah, i don't believe in in all that uh forgiving and, and, and forgetting and, and and god's uh mercy and um, whatever baloney they come up with I don't, I don't believe in none of it if you want to talk about biblical gold eye for eye two for two that's what they do see that, that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize or they feel to realize it's all of what's going on even from the beginning of time it's all sanctioned by religion and if you do not fight like they fight you are not going to win <laughs> God is a God Jesus is vengeance 
<laughs> that's the reason why there is heaven and hell. If if there if Jesus was this all forgiving God, there would not be a hell. There would be nowhere to cast the evil to. There would be no reason to pray for forgiveness if that was the case, because you wouldn't have to worry about going to hell. There would be no punishment. <laughs> and if you are God, if you are the if if man is the image of God made in the image of God, then therefore God is in you. Therefore, you have vengeance yourself as well. Deny yourself of that vengeance. That that vengeance is denying yourself of your godly rights. Then no, that doesn't mean you just kill people. No, that's ignorant. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, if someone wrongs you, then it is your godly right to want revenge. The only people in society that is taught that, you know, you don't get revenge are blacks. (laughs) That is slave training. It is slave training for you not to seek revenge on those who have completely demolished you. Those who have broken you down mentally, physically, financially. Everything that is mental brainwashing. We will kill each other in bubbles, in bubbles, in bubbles. We kill each other block to block to block. We've not done. We have not done anything to each other. We have not had the power to inflict the pain on each other like white society is inflicted on our whole race but yet we choose to kill each other instead of using the God given vengeance that we have y'all know all these Bible Bible verses you know all this biblical scripture that talks about how vengeful God is <laughs> and yet no one will take up for themselves against true horror. So in situations like we live in in America where the only system for making you whole after a event that took something from you. That's what law does. It makes us whole. It's there to make you whole. That's your revenge. It's it's a chance to make you whole again. You can't make someone whole who's been killed. So only, only, only recourse you have is for the killers to go to jail. In prison. And they should not be forgiven. At all. And we've got to break those mental barriers. And I'm so glad that Ahmaud Arbery's family broke that mental barrier. They understood what justice looked like. They knew what being made a whole looked like. And they went for it. And goddamn, I'm glad they got it. Yes, there's a few cuss words in this. So yes, I'm satisfied by that. Um, another thing the reason why I say that is because I'm proud that this crime happened and even though it took for the video to get out for us to find out about it and really you know, be aware of what happened once it did get out justice was served um, growing up we watched you know people my age we watched the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing play out uh, through several movies, especially every February. Um, and I'll never forget the names of Bobby Frank Cherry, um, especially his name. It's always stayed on my mind. I, I'll never forget that name because he was the most egregious. Um, and plus, Cherry's easy name. <laughs> Last name, remember. But um, Robert. Edward Chambliss, Herman Frank Cash, Thomas Edward Blank Jr., 
they didn't get immediate they they the the people helped them hide you understand that the people helped cover up what they did it took decades for them to actually get the time they deserved and the treatment they deserved um Herman Cash died in 94. He didn't, he didn't, he never faced anything for that. Um, Bobby Cherry and, and, and Thomas Edwin Blanton Jr. were basically dead. I mean, they're old, they're alive, but they were, they were dead. Basically. Uh, I think one of them had cancer or something. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But those girls never really got justice. And what I don't understand is the way that these people are still able to walk around and still be part of society when we know who they are. That's the part I don't understand is you have a black society, a black race of people have killed each other over and over and over again for for baby infractions stupid stuff where you live at versus where I live at uh, you decided because of your own lack of self esteem to take on a mantra of a gang of some sort and so now uh, since your gang and is on a different block well I have a lack of self-esteem as well so I'm going to take on the gang too because I feel like I need family and you know my father abandoned my whatever all these silly excuses for this mess and uh, but in hindsight we're the same we've not done anything to each other period to deserve death to deserve the hate to deserve the animosity nothing everything that's playing out in our ghettos right now is generated from hate it's all slave training it's all slave tutorials how to keep a race down you embed hate between them you embed differences between them the novel trivial trinkets it's no different than forcing kids to wear uniforms to school the idea is to make them all seem alike to take away the things that make them different but it doesn't work because we still got different shoes still have different hair still different everything they've got to understand regardless of what pants shirt they wear that they are in it together that's what we've got to understand that regardless of my daddy left my mom ain't there my grandmama raised me whatever the situation is if you black I'm black we are a team and that's what we don't get and um, instead of killing each other, we could put those feelings of anger. I ain't talking about death. I'm not talking about killing people. Okay, I'm not saying start hunting a party. That's not what I'm saying. But when you know somebody's done something as egregious as the 16th Street bombing as egregious as the Emmett Till murder. Um, the uh, guys who killed um, um, Megger Evers. Um, these things, we, we, we know these things, and, and, the, and the thousands more lynchings and killings of black people, and we know somebody knows who these white people are in their community. People know who these people are. Black people know. If you, if you, if 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 if, and, and it and and it, 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 so much of it dies with the people. 
though slave mentality uh, is, is carries on, but the secrets die with the people on our side. But they don't die with the people who did it. It lives on their families. They they talk proudly of what they did. You know, <laughs> Tulsa, look no father, the, the remnants of Tulsa, the 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 bloodlines of Tulsa, they're still there. That's where our vitriol in a targeted campaign um, needs to be targeted towards. Instead of building up the gangs and this and other, they need to come together and go to and figure out, hey, your bloodline traces back to here. Oh yes, yeah, so you can to these people. They would say they did this, this original, and now nah, we're gonna need that. <laughs> this is where our civil. This is where this lawsuit's coming from. We're gonna we're gonna need that. How'd you get that land? How'd your family get that land? All y'all did this. Yeah, we're gonna need that. We're gonna we we're gonna need a y'all y'all can run at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all the all the that's where your power's at. You can't tell me right now to this day the Jewish people still track down find anybody who made money from the Nazis. To this day if you have land Anything dealing with the Nazi, you if you profited from the Nazis, they are coming for you. Now you be thinking those people should be dead. They ain't all dead. They ain't all dead. They come for their families. They want it all. You understand that? They ain't sending no death squads. They sending lawyers. They sending. Uh, historians they send in um, tax people they gonna get what they got coming to them and that's what the black race needs to be doing stop We uh, they just started a new uh, limited series about Emmett Till who cares no that's the wrong I'm not saying who cares it's important but we don't need to see Mamie crying over the over the casket we don't need to see the lines. We've seen that so many times. What we need to see is who was their kids? What did they get left? How much land did they have? Yeah, we need that. Run that. That's what we need. We need to be seeing no, 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 no. This civil lawsuit, this whatever y'all took, this this uh 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 this lawsuit is because you took we suing y'all for everything that that person owned and we're taking it off that's what the, the that's what needs to happen because you can't take a life back and all these people are dead anyway but everything they had belongs to the Till family that's how you get justice because that's the only thing that, that matters in America if you can't take something from people then you're just a victim. If somebody takes your life, you have no recourse for that. And taking a life for life, eh, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't always equate. That that's a never-ending story. But if you if somebody can take something from you and you realize, oh no, I might never ever get with you know that back, but your family ain't never gonna have nothing. Anything you have associated with is now mine. That's how you win the battle. So with that being said, I definitely hope that Amar Aubrey's family has a way of also taking every single thing that Michael's got. I mean everything. I hope they can they have a way of because they cannot put a monetary value on Amar Aubrey's life to a certain extent. But punitive damages and how other legal stuff plays out. It's like, uh, you know, they, they took OJ's trophy and 
he wasn't even found guilty for it. But they was able to, the the uh, the chick's family and the guy's family was able to take everything from OJ. I hope the Mod Mod Aubrey's family gets to do the same exact thing to the McMichaels. I hope they get to take every single thing, the the land, the houses, the truck, everything. It's just, to me, I think that's the next level of justice. Because until you until we get to the punitive part, the same way that anything that dealing with Nazi Germany, any, if you profited from any of that, they coming. <laughs> you got to hide all that underneath everything. Dig it up. You anything they trace back, they still find the stuff, and they are recouping every day, every year. So. That's the same exact prosecution that we need to have. Because that's what justice actually looks like. You able to strip everything from somebody. Trayvon's parents didn't get justice from the court system via a uh, conviction on George Zimmerman for murdering Trayvon. But George, Zimmerman, but George Zimmerman should never be able to make another dime or dollar in America. They should be able to sue him for everything he possibly could ever own, even his parents as well. If they put up the, if they put up the money, because we know what you did, and and that is how you start building the way back to equality. Because you may not be able to get an iPhone nine, and now I'm not trying to. You know, uh, advocate violence. That's not nowhere near what I'm trying to do. But you should be able to take everything from someone if they take somebody's life from you. So uh, that's all I got to say about that. And uh, I wish that um, <laughs> cold case stuff, stuff that you know, uh, they did what they did. Uh, the families of um, those four little girls, I wish they could go and take everything from those four killers. They get every, get all of the, all of the, 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 the land, the whatever they got. If they ain't got nothing, if they just have a penny in their name, that should be theirs. Any house they owned, any pigs they had in the back, I don't care what it was, they should be able to sue for all of it auction off whatever they want to do but it should be theirs because that's that's how it, that's the part of being made whole if you ask me alright so um, I'm going to leave it here uh, 2022 uh, I'm definitely going to be better on my game of making podcasts um, I'll get that to a few minutes in my next little ending but uh I got kind of emotional there. Uh, I feel a certain type of way. So I'm going to end this here. I definitely want to thank y'all for listening. And uh, I'll be right back. All right, y'all. So, uh... Ooh, cooled off. So, uh, just in closing, uh, I'm sorry, just in closing, uh, to bring to a conclusion uh, or an ending, how we can put it. Uh, this year, 2022, uh, I'm going to be bringing way more episodes. I'm definitely going to uh, hit on my weekly agenda. I haven't narrowed down my day just yet, exactly, because I think when I put myself in a box like that, uh, <laughs> I get pressured out of it for some reason. I'm not sure exactly what happens with that situation. Something always pops up, and then, you know, I miss my day. But uh, there will be an episode every single week, at some point during the week. Um, some weeks, I'm probably going to release multiple episodes uh, due to the fact that a lot of things are happening, and I'm finding myself wanting to talk a little bit more about things are, that are happening. Um, I have a few different things I want to talk about that happened in 2021 uh, still uh, I'm going to address those uh, because um, I just feel a certain way about them and kind of where things lead uh, I am going to try to be more positive this year though uh, bring some more happy stuff things that make me happy uh, you know and talk about those as well 
anytime I see something that is inspiring, definitely going to talk about that uh, and just uh, be more well-rounded uh, this year. Uh, but definitely pay more attention. I'm not going to be begging for no money. Uh, it's not going to be a, a, you know, send me money. This ain't Sunday Sunday offering building fund or uh, anything to that effect. So don't worry about that. I just hope you sit back, listen, and enjoy what's going on. Uh, please uh, like uh, or go and read on my blog site um, at blacksid.com. Again, that's blacksid.com. I have some old posts there that I wrote last year. Uh, I haven't put up a new post this year as of yet, uh, but I will be. Um, I'll be changing it around a little bit as well. Uh, but you can also uh, hit me on Twitter at Black Said What is my handle for Twitter and Instagram at Black Said What. So, uh, again, um, no begging. Uh, I don't believe in that. Uh, but just hit me up. Let's um, see if you have any questions. Uh, definitely uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Black Said What. Either way, uh, if you want to read anything, check out the blog at blacksaid.com. Uh, thank you. I'll talk to y'all next week. And uh, be careful, be safe, but be whatever you want to be. And uh, be great. Blackout. Thank you.